Welcome to the podcast series, Interest Rates with Mates, with Colin, Todd, Sean, and Karen. Good morning. Happy Monday, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Bit of a wet weekend, which is nice reprieve for some of the fires that we've had in the past. Needs the rain, don't we? We do. Yeah, even outside now, it's raining, I think. Yep. Did you guys get much rain? We did. Last night. It was all cloudy yesterday, and I was like, it is not going to rain. So I took the kids for a bike ride. As soon as I went for a bike ride, we got wet. <laughs> yeah. I saw your photos on top of Mount Coolum. Oh, yeah, we went out cool. Mount Coolum in the morning too. It was yeah, a big day. Nice. Big day. Um, all right, so this morning we're going to talk, uh, it's a fun topic, a first aid for finances. And what does that mean? Well, we're the bandage. <laughs> we are the bandage. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll run through sort of everything to do with getting finances sorted, what you need to do from pretty much the word go, you know, if you're interested in property, what you need to start doing now to be able to look at doing something. We're going to triage it. We are. We're <laughs> registered nurses. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a bit of, it's a complex process for uh, people that really haven't done it before. Obviously for us, it's, you know, we do it every day. So it's good to explain what outside of the process is and what we sort of um portray to people to do things now. Yep. So I guess the first thing is research and understand what is a home loan? What is an interest rate? Who are lenders? Um, so there's so many different questions that pop up that yep. we get, uh, especially, you know, we've got 60 lenders on our panel. Um, every lender's different. Yeah. Every yeah. lender's so different. Yeah. A little different policy here and there and, and whatnot as well. And uh, the other thing is credit score, obviously, Um credit score this is really interesting because a lot of clients um, I've spoken to of late said that um, you know they're told by friends family that they had to go and get a credit card yeah. or they had to go and get a personal loan or a car loan whatever just so they could get a credit score that's incorrect you don't need to have a credit score to apply for finance um, you can actually go get a credit score yourself so you can get one free one every three months credit report yeah yeah one full credit report. yeah that's yeah. free too yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so yep yeah. Um, but, you know, that's right, Colin. Like, I did a meeting with a, a young girl last week. She was born in 2005, so she's, yeah. like, turned 18 earlier this year. I think it's probably the youngest client I've, I've ever met with. But, um, yeah, no credit score, obviously. She's never applied for a phone plan, never yeah. applied for any credit whatsoever. However, she's got an amazing deposit, yeah. like, fantastic conduct at the bank. Yeah. We are not going to have any issues getting her approved for a loan, even though she doesn't actually have a credit score because she's never applied for credit in the past. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a bit of an old wives' tale about go out and get a car yeah. loan just to start building your score. That's a, that's a common yeah. que- that's yeah. a common question that we get asked. Oh, do I need a credit card? Do I need a car loan so they can see the repayment history? And yeah, yeah. No. I think that comes from getting car loans though. It's harder to get a car loan if you haven't had credit in the past. Yeah. So I think that's where it comes from, but it's getting confused mm. to. Yeah. Yeah, arena. it is. And I think that the whole car finance thing too, like talking to our asset finance um, uh, you know, sort of uh, employee, it, it's more around um, uh, I think it's getting easier for car finance as well. So, um, But, yes, they used to look at credit scores uh, for car finance. But, uh, but yeah, but anyhow, in, in a nutshell, though, you don't need to have a credit score for no. home loans. So. One thing with car finance, I guess, is the interest rate's loaded, isn't it? Whereas home loans, I mean, technically it's not usually like – most lenders we have access to, the yep. rates are all around the same. It's only if you go to someone where you've actually had defaults and things like that. Yep. But I think like with those personal loans and car loans, sometimes the rate is dependent on the actual credit score. Like if yep. your credit yeah, score is a right. couple of hundred points better yep. than someone else's, you'll get a slightly cheaper rate. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, credit scores are, 
uh, weird and wonderful things. Uh, next step is assessing your finances. So this is where, you know, you'll sit down and make a budget. And budget budgeting actually really helps you give you an overview of what you mm. can afford. Um, yep. So it evaluates your income, what are you getting per year, what are you spending, um, and then that sort of aligns with borrowing capacity, which we'll get to. Yep. Um, a lot of people get shocked when they do a budget and they, they realise they're spending so much more on takeaway food than what they thought, buying <laughs> lunches every day. It all adds up and they don't realise just how much. And the, yeah. bank, the banks will look at that as well. So three months, a statement is sort of generally what we sometimes give to the bank, so they'll see all of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably gotten a little bit easier over the years, but, um, but your banks still, uh, they're probably going to don't go through it line by line like no, they used to. no. Well, they definitely look at it uh, quite closely. So they're looking at things like uh, fixed spending, discretionary spending, um, and obviously having a chat with a broker like us, we'll go through all that, uh, you know, they, those questions that the clients have got around, you know, how do we formulate a plan for them moving forward so that they can get finance? Also, from an expenses point of view, like old credit cards and things like that, that, you know, old Latitude, old go-cards, Harvey Norman go-cards, yeah. things like that, that they may have applied for, they got approved, they may have used it, but it's been paid off for years, or they may not have even used it, but it's just sitting there in the background yeah. on their credit report. Um, like things like that can reduce your borrowing capacity, obviously. Yeah. Um, there's been that many clients I've met with who forgot it even existed. I had I had one last week. The One of the lenders had actually opened the second credit card, and it was a mistake. <laughs> so, you know, they didn't even know about it. But, you know, doing a credit report, I was actually to prompt them and have like, hey, there's there's two credit cards open. Yeah. It's so, a simple phone call, like yeah. get it closed, yeah. get us a closure letter, just takes a, can take yeah. a, a yeah. week or so. Um, now saving for your deposit. So general bank uh, policy or, you know, there's a couple of different ones is 20% deposit. Now 20% deposit can, if you have a look at the numbers, is quite a lot. Um, and then obviously for first home buyers, we've got the 5% deposit, family yep. home guarantee, 2%. So um, saving for a deposit can take a while and there's yep. other schemes so the first home super saver scheme and that's where you can yep. salary sacrifice your super uh, directly into a, a sort of like an account yep. get that saving and that can go towards your deposit so there's so many things that you can actually start to do now yep. um, having a chat to us we can actually run through those numbers based on a purchase price that you would like to go up to yeah 100% so deposits are probably the most important thing we would talk about after we get past, you know, cost of living and, and, and borrowing capacity is the funds to complete, you know, covering costs and there's different government schemes. I know we've gone through that in the past, yep. you know, other podcast episodes as well. Um, getting pre-approved. Uh, like we've said many times, we are big advocates for pre-approvals. Uh, this just allows us, allows you to know that what your borrowing capacity is so that, you know, I think eight, Nine times out of ten, once we do a pre-approval, they go actively looking for a property as well. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and, and the other thing to be careful with pre-approvals is you go and see your bank. Generally, it's not a full pre-approval. Mm. So they'll give you a pre-approval based on what they can see through your bank accounts, your spending, your deposits, you know, that, or cash in accounts, for example. Um, but they don't go through the full process like we do. Um, so the banks that we use do the fully assessed pre-approvals, which is really important because if you're out there and, you know, in the market, you're making offers on properties, you want to understand that you can – get finance based on being fully assessed for your income, et cetera, and living costs, whatever else, all it comes down to normally is evaluation. Yep. How many times have we had clients go get pre-approved, go make an offer on a property, only to find out that that bank will never approve their loan? Like, well, I just had someone um, on Friday uh, through had, one of the major banks yeah. that was pre-approved back in August, yeah. signed a contract, now they've declined her. So did I. So, yeah, These so. clients that I had just recently, they were – using New Zealand self-employed income. That bank yeah. was never going to approve that application <laughs> ever. Yeah, um, and they went and signed a contract 
And then even then, the bank took like five, six days to turn yeah. around and say, oh, sorry, we got it wrong. We can't approve this income type. We can't yeah. approve your application. Um, but we got it over the line. Um, yeah. But also, like the biggest thing about pre-approvals is it gives the client, not only does it show them where the goalposts are, what they can achieve, but it allows them to put like really competitive conditions on their contract. Yeah, that's very true. So if they're up, you know, if it's a multi-offer situation, the other client or the other buyer, prospective buyer, is say putting down 14 or 21 yeah. days finance, you know, once you're pre-approved, you can go in with much better conditions like seven days finance and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I mean, that one from Friday, we're settling on the 22nd of this month. Yeah. Uh, finance has been extended until Monday next week. So, so like, you know, banks are quick, um, but we just got to make sure we get all the info from the client from the outset. Yeah. So. Yep. And then, uh, so part of that pre-approval is gathering documentation. So that sort of falls back to the research and understand so when, you, when, when, when we're gathering documentation, we're getting bank statements, um, you know, we're getting proof of income. So that's when, you know, if you're being casual, you know, you might need to be in that place for about six months before you can use that income. So that's why that yep. research and understanding is, is very important and is, it's important to speak to us early on in the piece yep. so that we can give you the right advice. Yeah, 100%. So uh, different banks have different policies, you know, I've right. always said that. And then that will come down to compare loan offers so you know with first home guarantee uh, there's only about three major lenders that we use and then we've got some other smaller lenders that do it um but then you know it's all down to policy base you know one bank does one year in isolation the other one doesn't so that might be best suited so that's where we'll run through and compare pretty much every scenario just do a product comparison it's not always about the interest rate (laughs) that's that's right (laughs) we might be able to save you two hundred dollars a year on the interest over here but we can save you 10 grand of lmi with this lender so (laughs) and that goes with a 20 percent deposit as well um the interest rate might not be the best option in terms of utilizing that 20 percent 100 percent. yeah so um and then we've got um professional advice obviously you come to a broker to get professional advice um I mean, as a broker, like Sean was saying, we've got 60-plus lenders on our panel now. Every lender's different. So our experience, uh, just in this room alone, you know, between the four of us, we've probably got over 80 years' experience, you know, doing probably 100 years, actually, doing doing this job. <laughs> How old are you? Um, <laughs> old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm even older. Obviously. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of experience here, and, and, and there's a few new brokers starting in the new year that have got um, tons of experience as well. So there's going to be um, uh, a team of people here that can support you, you know, in uh, or throughout 2024. Um, and I think what we'll see next year as well is a lot of lenders will come to the table with better policies. You know, we're already seeing it at the end of this year, mm. and we've been quite open about that on these podcast uh, episodes as well. I think you'll see more uh, favourable policies coming to the market uh, next year as well. So I think um, it'll be a good year next year. Yep. Bring back three months casual. <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah. Oh, the store bank is doing three months casual. Oh, yeah. Well, I've heard talks of a few, yeah, but yeah. I haven't seen it yeah, so, come live yet. Yeah. Thanks for us. Um, every, every, yeah, every person's financial circumstances is different. So, yeah, please speak to us. Um, just quickly tomorrow, RBA. I'm going to go no, no increase. I hope you're right. I, like, obviously, I personally don't think we need another increase, but I just think they will. I think yeah. they will. They want to make sure people don't go crazy at Christmas. Yeah. I'll go no. Okay. Nice. 50, 50, 50, 50. 50, 50. Well, that's what it is. Honestly, it's 50-50. <laughs> like, that's exactly what it is on the, from a broader market perspective as well. So, What's the wager? Don't know. Who loses has to come up with the next podcast episode. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Sean, like that. <laughs> well, if I lose, I've still got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, come and speak to us. Um, even if it's early on in the stage, it doesn't matter. Um, earlier the better. Yeah, earlier the better. Six months, twelve months, eighteen months out. Um, especially for land and build. You know, if you're looking to do that, that that's still a while away. So now's yep. actually a good time to actually see mm. it because it gives you time to plan, um, get your income sorted, save. Um, the first home super saver scheme, like the biggest right. thing with that with that um, scheme, is that it takes a lot of forward planning. Yeah, like it it's not something. Great. Yeah. Yep, so, yep. yeah, the earlier the better. Come see us, have a chat to us, see where the goalposts are. Yeah, very good. All right, well, we're doing this tomorrow, RBA update. So Melbourne fingers- Cup. <laughs> Melbourne too, Cup, so that's good right. Good luck to all the punters. Yes. We'll, uh, okay. we'll chat tomorrow. Yeah. Thanks, team. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed creating it for you. If you have any feedback, questions, or suggestions for future topics, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. All of these episodes are available to download for free wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, take care.